0: We have even more drama between Emperor Bill Belichick and Darth Mac Jones. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. So guys, we have a great show for you planned tonight. And as free agency continues to wind down and we uh, transition towards the draft, we're going to talk as we talked last week at uh, last week, we uh, we went over the biggest winners in free agency this week. We are doing biggest losers in some teams in po- uh, football purgatory, and of course, we are also going to touch on some more Patriots drama, as if we haven't gotten enough already, CJ, in the past couple of weeks. But so, Bill Belichick reportedly shopped Mac Jones in a trade. Her Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. There were numerous teams who were in the uh, football uh, in the quarterback market for a um, for Mac Jones who were they were talking with, and so yeah, what I would say about this is take it with a grain of salt because it's Mike Florio. It's he's not one of the top insiders out there. He's a very good statistician and he's a very good sports mind, but he doesn't have that inside scoop. Like a lot of these uh, more uh, higher up there uh, guys out there when it comes to the NFL. But I also wouldn't be surprised if this is true because it would, it would just all line up perfectly because you, you look back to, you know, you look back to earlier on this season with the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi debate. And now you look at this, it just, this doesn't, this isn't good. And something is telling me that Bill Belichick did not want to take Mac Jones. This feels like a Robert Kraft decision. Um, And then they brought in, then they brought in uh, a defensive guy to call offensive plays, which just never made sense. Um, Which I mean, Jesus. Um, but CJ, I know you have some strong thoughts on this.
1: If this is true, then I don't know. It's just, I don't understand what's going on with Bill. It's like we're, we're just watching a collapse. And keep in mind, whether or not they were shopping him around, that remains to be seen. But we do know that Bill is upset at Mac and there are tensions because Mac Jones was questioning everything Bill Belichick did. And keep in mind, so was the rest of the team. And Mac went to outside sources like, hey, how do I deal with this, which rubbed Bill the wrong way. And keep in mind, Brian Hoyer, longtime backup, who was cut by New England, we now found out was cut for questioning Bill Belichick you know, with the he say, like, oh yeah, it was not a good idea to hire Matt Patricia, and allegedly that's what got him cut. So, what you, you got? What Adam? What?
0: He's he's muted.
1: He says something. Um, you disagree? You're well, shaking your head.
0: No, I mean I'm I'm disagreeing with you. I'm kind of just shaking my head because that's just. It's, it's just ridiculous because... Wait, so are you, you know,
1: agreeing with what I said or no?
0: Yes, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I, you say you were
1: disagreeing, so I'm like,
0: yeah. I 100% agree with you. Thank it's, you. It, thank you, though. But it's like, here's the, the thing. So it's
1: like, but why? And I know everybody's like, oh, Bill Belichick's always got a plan and Bill we trust. It's like, I feel like we may be giving him too much credit because he put Matt Patricia a defensive coordinator and a failed head coach, at offensive coordinator. And the fans knew it wasn't going to work. The media knew it wasn't going to work. Mac knew it wasn't going to work. Robert Kraft knew it wasn't going to work. And it seems the only person who thought this was a good idea was Bill Belichick. And now, surprise, surprise, there's tension. And I was like, "Oh, Mac Jones is immature. He he's yelling at Bill." And I'm like, "Well, I can't blame him." And now, and now Bill's like, "Oh, somebody won't blindly follow me, I'm going to trade him." It's like, "Look. I love Bill the coach. You could there's a very solid argument that Bill the coach is the greatest coach ever. We're not going to get into that, but there's an argument." Bill the GM, Bill the player personnel guy oh my god it's like bill belichick i'll leave you with this plain and simple is his own worst enemy you know because bill the gm hinders bill the coach i will go toe to toe with any pats fan on this yeah (laughs) i mean you gotta spend this is the new age of the nfl players aren't gonna want to like come play
0: for you anymore if you're gonna keep doing this Sorry, I, I will I, I will say though he's very good at drafting defensive talent he oh, is yeah, yeah. very good at doing that he finds hidden gems everywhere and it feels like every other draft they're finding some diamond in the rough corner when traditionally you don't find those high level corners that late in drafts but belichick does year in year out jack jones most recently malcolm butler jc uh, jackson, jackson. Jonathan I mean, Jones. Jonathan Jones, the list goes on. I mean, he's really good at that. But that's besides the point. Um on offense, he has been very questionable. And if like I, I have been very I've been very skeptical about Mac Jones. Everyone who has listened to me consistently knows that. I've I've been skeptical about him. I've never, I'm not sure if he's the guy. I'm not sure if he can play, but it's not about that. It's the fact that they're not giving him the chance. Like we need to figure out for sure if this guy is the guy before we move on to uh, to find someone else or maybe you find out he is the right the right guy for the job. We don't know. But when you waste away his sophomore season where we could be actually learning meaningful things about this guy and whether or not he can play, like that's that's a problem. And now you're trying to move on from him when you're most when his most recent season The one that was a train wreck was mostly not his fault. That's a bit of a problem. You can't, you just can't do that when you are trying to develop a quarterback. You're going to ruin him. And also, like, you take a perfectly good car, bring him to a demolition derby, beat the crap out of it, and then try to trade it. Like, what the hell is that? No one's going to want a guy who just had a down year. If you're going to trade him, at least trade him after he had a decent year. Trade him his, after his rookie year. That would have gotten you some some value and uh, for it. I'm not saying it's a good thing to do it, but like the fact that uh, nothing, nothing about this makes sense. And I I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't true because it is it is a report by a guy who's not a very not a high up there uh, insider. But I also wouldn't be surprised if this is true. Because it would all it would all just line up with Belichick's actions throughout um, throughout Mac Jones' career here, and I it's really getting to a point where I feel bad. As I said, I'm a very I've always been very skeptical on Mac Jones, but I always find that I'm defending him nowadays. Like I will say that it is t- maybe two things are true at once. Mac Jones struggled, but it was mostly not his fault because of the head coaching. But it's turned into me only defending Mac Jones.
2: Oh, man. I, t- I tell you what. The one Bill Belichick story when it comes to player personnel that I always remember is when he fired somebody on Christmas Day. I will never forget this story. He fired them, and when the guy told him Merry Christmas, he hung up the phone. I can never forget these Belichick is absolutely terrible when it comes to player personnel. I respect him as a coach, have questions about him as a GM. He's very suspect on the offensive side of the ball, very good on the defensive side of the ball, as usual. That's just how he is. Uh I think they've mishandled the Mac Jones situation from his sophomore year on. I believe Bill Belichick doesn't like the personality of Mac Jones and just overall capabilities of him. I don't know why he has lost confidence with with Mac Jones, but, oh, no, I don't think Mac Jones is a terrible player. Does he have limitations? Yes, but I do believe he has the capabilities of still being a franchise player. With that being said, you're not doing him any favors by giving him Matt Patricia. I don't understand how you have Josh McDaniels and you somehow downgrade him to to Matt Patricia. I don't know how you do that and think Mac Jones is going to succeed. Or Bailey Zappi, if you believe he – can be the guy for your team. You're not doing your quarterbacks any favor, and now there's a rumor going around that you're trying to shop the first oh, the first round pick that you just drafted two years ago. I mean, what are we doing here, Bill? Keep the guy. Actually give him an opportunity to learn under a quality OC like Brian, Bill O'Brien, and let's see what you got. If he plays bad, get rid of him. If he plays great, keep him. I don't understand what the issue is. As long if you give him quality weapons to work around, you should be fine because you always have a quality defense. I don't know how he pulls it off, but he always somehow, somehow has a quality defense at his disposal. So all he has to do is to make sure the offense doesn't mess up and just keep the game close and he should be fine. And Mac Jones can do that pretty dang on good. They did he did he didn't make the playoffs as a rookie, so clearly he has the skills. I just think Bill needs to give him more time and more weapons to show this.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, they just they have to give him the legitimate chance. They haven't surrounded him with enough, and on top of that, I mean, like, what the hell were they doing, flip flopping him and Bailey Zappi. Like, what what were they doing? A fourth round quarterback going toe to toe with your first round pick? What is that? And then you bring him back after the after the injury, which is it's understandable. He had to miss some time. He was he was a little hurt high ankle sprain all understandable but then you bring him back and he struggles a little bit and then you put Zappy back in what was that you're not only at that point you're not only setting mac jones up for failure but the other kid bailey zappy who was actually playing pretty well too he was stepping into a, a game where he didn't game plan for because he wasn't practicing he wasn't getting the first team reps so he threw two picks and mac jones now he's now he's mentally ruined like it's there's nothing, there's nothing logical about what that what he has done. And it just, it just tells me that he doesn't, it doesn't seem that he believes in Mac Jones. It doesn't seem that he even wanted him. It looks like, it looks like ownership. Robert Kraft stepped in and told him, draft this guy. We are not taking some defensive guy or a tackle. It just, it, it this whole thing just feels, uh, we could go on all day about this. But it's mm-hmm. not good. Um yeah.
1: and the team Adam, looks
0: all, what's up? I just want to add one more thing. And I'll be quick. If you look
1: at okay. it, this goes far beyond Mac Jones. This goes into Bill Belichick's philosophies. This goes into his habits as a GM. In fact, it was confirmed this offseason. Kraft may or may not be putting Bill on the hot seat and saying, all right, buddy, you're going to go out and you're going to make moves. And apparently that's why they've signed Juju. That's why they've signed Mike Kosicki, because Kraft is pushing for it. Kraft is tired of Bill's lackadaisical approach in free agency and always trading back in the draft. Robert Kraft is a man who wants to win. And it seems that ever since Tom Brady left – Bill has just been eager to be mediocre. So long as he's not bottom of the barrel, he's okay. I mean, that's just what I've seen. Because Bill isn't willing to strip it all down and tank, but he's not willing to build a contender either. Just, I mean, so long as they could just win about half their games, that's what he seems to be okay with. And no wonder Kraft is upset. And I hate to say this, but like I said, Bill the GM is hurting Bill the coach, and Kraft has every right to put Bill the GM on the hot
0: seat
2: mm-hmm
0: you're not wrong mm. jackson smith and jigba at number 14 confirmed
1: yeah he's not going there
0: yeah seriously the, yeah and jigba said he wants to go there they've been
1: meeting extensively and and you know what bill's probably gonna draft friggin some I'll, i know the patriots are infatuated with some d lineman from like Mississippi State Tyrus so, Lee who could so go stupid in, who could go in like the sixth round. Calling it right now. We're drafting him in the first round because he wants to watch us suffer.
2: No, come on, guys. I think you guys are just over exaggerating at time. Or
1: better yeah, Bijan Robinson at 14. I'm gonna shoot myself at Buffalo Wild Wings if that
0: happens. Oh, We have to stay. You know it's real. You know it's a very real chance. We got to move on, but for those of you who don't know, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings as a podcast uh, crew every draft. And last one, we tried to stay for the Cole Strange pick. We didn't know they were taking Cole Strange. We wanted Devin Lloyd, but we were trying to stay. Then they traded back and then that's when we decided to leave. Imagine that happens again. Oh no, like, and J- like Smith get, and Jigba is like actually still there, or Devin Witherspoon at corner. Oh. Or even ah. like Harris Johnson or a good tackle. That too. That too. Although I don't know. I the more the closer I get to this draft, the more I want them to, tr- to take a skill player. Like yeah, they, well, they, they definitely do draft. need they definitely need tackle because Riley uh Riley Reef is not it. He is not it. But I still would not mind if they, like, mm, I would not mind if they took a wide receiver. All right. We do have to move on. We are going on to, so before we start with teams who lost free agency, we're going to give you a little teaser with teams who didn't improve too much, or if they got a little worse, not too much worse, kind of stayed the same. Football purgatory. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. All right, we are on to the biggest football purgatory teams. So essentially what that is is teams who haven't really gotten better but haven't gotten worse either. And if they have, it's not really too much. They're kind of just meh. Like they're not – they didn't get – necessarily worse but not better either um so right at the top of the list uh for teams like this i would have to go with the patriots i mean the team that we just talked about for 15 minutes last segment ranting as two patriots fans here uh myself and cj i mean they've gotten better like in some spots they've gotten better like their pass catching corpse is a lot better they're like Juju Smith-Schuster is better than anything they've had. Uh, Mike Kosicki is about the same level as Hunter Henry. So they'll they'll have a nice tight end duo. They'll be able to pull out that two tight end set that they haven't been able to use since the early 2010s. Or you can just mention 2016 as well because they had Martellus Bennett that one year. Uh, and that worked out okay. I liked Mar- I liked Mar- Martellus Bennett. Gee, you won a
2: Super Bowl. I wonder why it worked out so well.
0: Well well also uh Gronkowski was out by the time they went to the Super Bowl. He was done for the year. Yeah. Big surprise there, huh? Felt like half the time he was always hurt or just the shell of himself. But like that's a team they like they've gotten better in some ways and all, like absolutely offensive coordinator position that's going to just like that just make things better. But in the secondary they could use some work because they still don't have that true number one. I don't even know if Jack Jones is quite that guy yet. Um, and Jonathan Jones is okay, but he's he's a slot corner. Not much you can do there. And the offensive line, they've actually gotten worse there. They really have. Like, I know Isaiah Wynn wasn't really much to write home about, but Riley Reef is worse, like significantly worse. So, their offensive line doesn't look better. And I'm sorry, like Marcus Cannon was a fish out of water playing right tackle. He's a guard. He's always been known as one of the better guards the the Patriots have had in recent years. Marcus Cannon
1: was actually a tackle, though.
0: Yeah, but he was a guard. He was used as a guard. They used him as a guard. Yeah, they did. In, In his second stint with New England, he was a tackle, but he wasn't great there. He's always been known to be. Listen, it's just this. That's point stands. The Patriots—they haven't gotten much better, but they haven't gotten much worse either. Like they're just, ah, like you know, they're just like you. You think of the Patriots, you say "meh." Like that's just a natural response from us. Um, another team I look at, and Tuck and I went back and forth. The Chiefs. Like, I I don't know if – we got a couple votes in our fan box, spoiler alert, uh, for them to be losers. And I don't know if I would say they're necessarily losers because they're still a pretty solid team and they're going to the playoffs. Like, you can book it that they're going to be in the divisional round. But I wouldn't necessarily say that they've gotten better this offseason. And they've gotten a little worse, I would say. They've gotten worse. Yeah. They only their their offensive line is a little worse. They lost both their starting tackles and they replaced they one of them with the ju-
1: guy, but they didn't sign that guy from the Jags, though. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, so they oh, brought yeah. in Jawan they brought in Jawan Taylor, who's pro- who's arguably an upgrade yeah. at that position. Mm-hmm. But they also lost their starting right tackle, who wasn't great. He was like a starting level tackle, but they didn't replace him. So that's another that's uh, that's that's part of the list that they of places they need to uh, address this offseason. They haven't yet. Oh, um, and Adam, what's up? I would
1: like to point out they literally lost wide receivers one and two, in Juju Smith-Schuster and Juju Smith Schuster and Nicole Hardman, and they lost, say,
0: yeah.
1: and they lost their Pro Bowl lineman who was a Pro Bowl at one point, I mean, not last season, Frank Clark, and starting free safety Juan Thornhill. So.
0: Exactly. Hey, they all lost the a lot
1: more than you would
0: think, but as long as they have Mahomes, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Right. It's Mahomes is just in that conversation of quarterbacks uh, in recent memory, where like you know in in New England we used to have a saying: as long as they have Brady, they have a chance. It's the same thing with the Chiefs. He's just be able to cover up um, all of the all of the team's def- uh, deficiencies and bring them to the brink of ch- of. Uh, a championship, and that's what's going to happen here. But they still didn't get much better here. They, In fact, they got a lot worse in a lot of spots. Um, another team that I saw, and they haven't gotten much better, and they did get a little worse in spots, especially the quarterback position, the Falcons. Their defense looks great right now. Their, their defense, they have spent a lot of money on the defense, and they've held on to that offensive line. But Drake London is still young. Kyle Pitts has uh, endured some growing pains, and they lost Marcus Mariota, which you might not think is much, but he did kind of have a career year this year. And they didn't re- they they didn't replace him with anything. So, like you need you're going to need that quarterback, and until they get him, until they get that quarterback, whether it is um, somebody in the draft or. A guy who is who last season wore purple, and number eight, and Stop
1: that! Oh no! Don't don't anger our resident Ravens fan. We don't
2: need this right now.
0: Yeah, no. I'm just saying. Uh, another team that I look at. A, a lot of people are calling them losers, and rightfully so because they haven't looked. They they don't look great. The Raiders. They still have a lot of good personnel on both sides of the ball. But they still don't really have what it takes to uh, legitimately contend. Could they turn it around from last year and make it to the playoffs? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Their offensive line has been really good. That offensive line coach that they, they had, whoever uh, over there, he's, he's made that offensive line overachieve. And he's done a very good job with it. But like Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he's fine. He wins games for you. But that defense still doesn't look great. And the coaching is still suspect. Like, they, like they're like they fine. They look fine. They haven't gotten much better. Haven't gotten much worse. We're seeing, we seeing a trend here of yeah. these teams? They're kind of all around the same level. Well, they're not the same level because the Chiefs are going to be contenders this year. Wait. That's what you get for having Patrick Mahomes.
1: Oh, and Adam? What's up? I would like to point out. I just want to add one more team that I thought of. The Vikings.
2: Oh, yeah. No. They add add add
1: Marcus Davenport, and they add uh, uh, the corner from the Cardinals. But you lost Patrick Peterson. You lost Dalvin Tomlinson. You lost Irv Smith. You lost uh, Adam Thielen. But, see, here's the thing. But that's going to be overshadowed because they have guys like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. But make no mistake, the Lions are coming up, and the Vikings, even with a different purple quarterback that wears the number eight, they're just going to be aggressively—and I mean aggressively—mediocre.
2: I think. Yeah. I think they've gotten worse. I think they've gotten worse. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would almost call them losers in this in this uh, free agency. I think and they are. Like, I yeah. Almost. Now, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, they've signed like quite a few people. Though. That's the thing. They lost Thielen, though. They don't yeah. have a number two, and Irv Smith is gone. Like past Justin Jefferson, who do they have? KJ Osborne. They got uh, yeah, but that's not. They much. just got
2: someone. uh my call it?
0: Right right
1: Byron Murphy. You know they have uh, and Marcus Davenport. They got back. Greg Joseph is back. Garrett Bradbury is back. I mean, they got a lot of it. They just had a lot of like expiring contracts, and they just had to choose.
0: PJ Hopkinson. They still oh, have yeah. Hawkinson, Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. they have Hawkinson. Okay. So they have a couple pieces, but they're they're gonna get worse. That team's gonna get worse. And also, yeah. I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust that guy. All no, right, we gotta move on. So next, not. next we got the main event, biggest losers in free agency. Who has egg on their face right now? That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Roosky podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting Adam Wright, CJ Madeiros, Justin Tucker. So we are on to the biggest losers in the 2023 NFL free agency. We do this every year. We kind of give our best and worst out of free agency, and we kind of added one, this one, which was football purgatory, which we just did. But for the losers the top of the list and i think we can all stand in agreement here the baltimore ravens have not done anything to improve their team and also their franchise quarterback is very very unhappy and they have done nothing to make that guy to cheer him up and make him feel better about this team and in so many different ways you can't blame them because the team around him is just it's not good, and they still haven't surrounded him with anything. It's
2: well, it, it even worse. What do you mean, not good? We're solid, we're not. We don't look, we're borderline playoffs with Lamar. We're playoffs, but outside of that, uh, it's suspect. I will that's what I'm that.
0: saying. With Lamar, you're playoffs, but without that's him, without him, it's a different story, and also, you're also. The one move that they did make at the wide receiver position, Nelson Aguilar makes you worse, man. Talk about subtraction by addition. Oh God, we we broke him. Yeah, we broke him. Don't, don't, I was having a
1: nice day, and then you your, your wide receiver two is literally Nelson Aguilar, that's not going to help when your tight end Andrews is double teamed every play. Listen, listen, listen. And
2: listen. how's your
1: O-line again after losing Ben Powers? Sounds to me like Lamar's going to get hurt again.
2: We're fine because we still got Ronnie Stanley and we still got a right tackle. My guards are just one I'm worried about, but we still got Kevin Zeitler and we still got my center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I hear you. you.
1: I, I do. But Ronnie Stanley's probably going to get hurt again, and I think you know that. Because every year you're whining about, oh, my God, Ronnie Stanley got hurt. It's like, yeah.
2: No, I do I think he'll be fine this year because now he's been on his feet for a while. But enough about that. Jeez, Nelson Aguilar. Don't don't
0: remind me, please. I'm, another I'm, team. Another team to look at here. I'm sorry. The the uh, Green Bay Packers have not looked good at all, and like just their quarterback situation is is bad enough. And they did take a a, fir- a guy in the first round, which now they're looking actually pretty good about. Everyone was not was on them. For taking a quarterback uh, a couple of years ago, when they when everyone said that they should have taken a wide receiver, now it's not looking so bad. But still, you're you, you're losing your franchise quarterback. You don't have much of the wide receiver position, and you're losing pieces on defense. So it, this thing is going to get worse for them before it gets better. And it's it's hard to believe that for three years in a row they were in championship contention. This is a team that should have won a Super Bowl or two, and that's just it's oh, it's it's like I get it. You can put a lot of blame on on Aaron Rodgers because didn't perform at the highest level, and also his attitude is pretty pretty cruddy. But they also should have surrounded him with a little more talent. They had they had talent there. Don't get me wrong, like Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, uh, Randall Cobb. All of those, like, and I'm not. There's others that I'm that I'm missing that I didn't even mention. But you could have added more. Like, the, it's the fact that you had the the you had the ability to make it better, and you did it. Mm-hmm. It was good enough. I think it was was low key good enough. But they could have got they could have done more, and they didn't. They never. I don't know. They never really had the number two. And whenever they did have the number two, the defense was playing poor. There was always something wrong. Um, another team, the Tennessee Titans. Now they're yeah. kind of in a point. They're at a point where if they add, it's not that good of a thing for them to do because they should be rebuilding, but I don't want to say they're even doing it the right way. So they got, they did get a first round pick for AJ Brown. That's good. And they used it on Traylon Burks. We'll see how he t- pans out, but they're waiting way too long to trade away Derrick Henry. And that, that is a problem. Because he is, he might perform for another year, maybe two years, maybe even three. He could stretch this out, but if you hold, the longer you hold on to him, especially at his age, the more this is this is going to the more bigger a chance this is to blow up in their face. So, like, they're not going to get anything from him if they keep on holding on to him. I like that. I didn't mind the fact that they were shopping Derrick Henry. I really didn't. You could get something for him still. He's still playing at a high level. You could trade him to a championship contending team. Imagine Derrick Henry on Buffalo. Holy crap. In that weather, at that time of year in January, that would work well for them. Whenever the passing offense isn't working, you can just go to Derrick Henry, who will plow forward, truck a few guys. No one's going to try and tackle that, uh, that guy in that weather. When you have a warm be- when you have a warm bus to catch after the game, but they haven't done that. They're holding on to their franchise player and they, ne- they need to let him go. They gotta let it go. Um, last team that I have, the Colts. They haven't they've only gotten worse in many ways. Uh, their defense doesn't look as good. They lost Stefan Gilmore and he is getting kind of old but still, and they really haven't – at number five, excuse me, number four, they're going to wind up taking Will Levis. Uh, will Levis. That's yes, their worst case scenario. It's
2: the Will
1: Levis era in Indianapolis. I Every mock draft I've seen has them taking Anthony Richardson. And if they take Anthony Richardson,
0: who's it going to develop
1: behind? They have nobody.
0: I would argue that's better. At least find somebody for him to play behind because you can at least say if Richardson gets some more training, some more coaching um, for a couple of years, then maybe he'll turn into something. With Will Levis, it feels like there's nothing out of him. Like he has some physical abilities, but he just can't put it together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's all I have. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but we are up against the clock here. I'm good here. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. All right. So we mentioned our biggest losers in free agency. Now we want to know what you guys thought. So for our Fumble Rooski fan box, we asked you guys, who is the biggest loser in free agency? That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker. We are on to the Fumble Rooski fan box portion of the show, where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, who is the biggest fan? Uh, loser after this year's free agency class Uh, so we started with um, we got a lot of Ravens votes so we right out of the gate got four of those Stephen Parker Ian Mulhern Zachary Stilson and Nick Norman all said Ravens Parker said Ravens Uh, Ian Mulhern said Ravens for signing Nelson Aguilar (laughs)
2: Uh, so not,
0: not because of Lamar it's because of Nelson because Aguilar. of Aguilar. even if they keep even if they keep Lamar Aguilar is still got Lamar worse by him.
2: addition
0: uh. subtraction by addition uh you can just take it from us as Patriots fans that fell a blue that guy like the, the balls in his hands there was a solid 50 50 shot that he would and I'm not speaking him on it. any statistics
1: I need him to catch it
0: Not only like yeah, we needed to, and look what happened. If he couldn't catch COVID with a
1: wet head in Alaska.
0: If he dropped it, that was the best case scenario. The worst case scenario, he catches it and he fumbles it like the jackass he is. Either that or it hits him right in the hands
1: and it bounces right to a defender.
0: Which again is the best best case scenario. All All right. We gotta move, we gotta move here. Uh then Zachary Stilson said, Ravens really f- uh, fumbled the ball, huh? Uh, yeah, they did. Nick Norman said, Ravens, they did nothing, and the Lamar situation got worse. It has, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. It hasn't gotten I mean, you, can, you can't get much – what's that? It hasn't gotten better. You can't get much worse than when your quarterback tweets out that he said a month ago that he wanted to get traded. Doesn't mean it like that's happen, but he can ask for it. Yeah, but then it shows that he's unhappy. Uh Jad Noman said Rams and Ravens. So this is kind of a tr- transition into the Rams. That's another team. I mean, they should be they should be in contention for longer than they have been, and it feels like their financial situation is just tearing this team apart. Also injuries. They rely, you rely on guys to stay healthy, and then it didn't work, and now here they are, a, te- a team with a season that went down the drain. It just didn't work out there. Um, and then on top of that, uh, all right, who else? Uh, so we got three votes for Packers. So Jay-Z eight hockey, Diego Huertas, and Eli Turner. All said Packers. So we, we mentioned that team when we first uh when on our last segment when we were giving our picks. Yeah, I mean they haven't done anything to improve the team. Guys are leaving their uh, guys are leaving them. Their quarterback is already out the door. He literally has one foot out the door. <coughs> and excuse me, he's he straight up said on the Pat McAfee show, it's either the Jets or retirement. So that guy's that fella is gone. He's out of here. Uh, Brian, so three we got two votes for the Chiefs, Brian Mucker and Isaac Zonana, and I kind of had them as a football purgatory team, right Like that's a team that like they've gotten better in some ways and they're they're always going to be in contention because of Patrick Mahomes but they 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 do look a little worse. they look a little worse than they were last year. So they they still have the draft coming up, but I would, they're kind of on that border between being a loser and being in purgatory, where they're like, eh, they're fine, but they didn't look great this off season. Like if they bring in another tackle, I'd feel a lot better about it, and maybe if they if they draft a wide receiver too, um, they they have a late first round pick. I believe they're t- picking at 30, 31 which isn't the best spot for a wide receiver, um, but we'll see. Um, Secret Weapon Consulting said Colts, that team's got, done nothing. That team has done absolutely nothing. They've lost pieces too, and they're going to take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Either way, it wouldn't look great. Um, and Ethan D. said Giants – and then in parentheses, cause Danny derp. Huh. We kind of sold them as a as a winner on our last week's uh, last week's show. If I if I'm not mistaken,
2: so yeah, that, the Giants were winners.
0: Yeah, the Giants did. Pre- I I thought the Giants did pretty well. Like, I don't know if they're contend- contenders. They're a year or so off from that, but they're ah, uh, you know, like they'll they'll be all right. They'll be fine. They'll better than they're better than they were last year. So I just, I wouldn't say they're losers, but definitely you can't get away. You can't get around that contract. Can't get around that contract. Six four years, hundred sixty million for Danny, uh, for Daniel Jones. Danny um, Dimes. Yeah, sure.
2: Watch out for Vanilla Vic.
0: William oh. Mantle. William Mannell said Patriots, so I don't have them as losers, but I can understand the argument if you believe they are because there is a lot of dysfunction going on there. Um, but they did get better in some ways. They got worse in others too because their offensive line looks, does not look good. Um, <clears throat> then we have Robert Shelley who said Raiders, spending 70 mil on a quarterback just to be reported to look for another when you put it that way, yeah. But I mean, it's reported, so we don't know if that's true. Also, like if they pay, if they spend seventy mil on Jimmy Garoppolo, it tells me they're 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 sold on him for a couple of years. Um, but Garoppolo also, he he seems like with the money, it seems like he'll be a transitional quarterback in the next couple of years for the, when they draft somebody else. Um. But, yeah, I could see why they would be called – I have them in purgatory, but I could see why you could call them a loser. Uh, Alex Nardone – this was a fun one – said the Broncos for wasting their cap space on Russell Wilson and not signing anyone decent. This one I did not understand. I'm sorry. I just – you have – so you have a guy who – I mean, you have a team – who didn't do great last year? Actually, they did very poorly. Um, but you still have Russell Wilson, and yes, he had a down year. But the coaching was so bad, and also the offensive line did not play well. And it was also it was also hurt. And then they signed some more some other guys for the they brought in Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey on that offensive line. And they also brought in Zach Wilson to, to replace uh, Bradley Chubb, who they traded at the deadline. And they brought in Sean Payton to replace uh, Nathaniel Hackett at head coach. They improved. They improved a lot. They're the biggest, they're one of the biggest winners. That one was, that one I did not understand. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that one at all. Um, Nick Reyes said definitely not the Lions. So he said that because he he's happy for, with his lions, of course, because they're one of the biggest winners themselves. But we weren't asking who won; we were asking who lost. But I mean, yeah, they're going to they're going to win the AFC North. They're they're they've done very well with building this team. Nothing but praise for the Detroit Lions, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're in contention not only this year but a couple of years in advance. Um. All right, so that's all our responses. But you guys have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Only two words: Nelson Aguilar.
2: Oh my god, I want to use such profanity! I want to use such profanity. Let's close the show.
0: And Lamar to the Falcons. You know who? Uh, you know who? You know who added me on Snapchat is Jack Grob, one of the guys who responds Rob to these fan boxes. boxes.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, he's
0: a Browns fan, and he he snapped me earlier today, and he said, uh, "Lamar is going to be a Falcon before June." And I said, "I'm going to remember that come June." And you we're better be on the show, the
2: show come June if that is, does happen,
0: or or if it doesn't. Hmm. I don't even I don't know how this is going to end up. I really don't. I just know all I know is I don't want him to be a Patriot. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski_Podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.